What do we got? Episode 80? Wide Right Podcast already? Jeez. Two years later, 80 episodes. It's not not exactly a an efficient 40 episodes a, a year, less than one per week. Eh, it's whatever. It's whatever. I mean, hey, if we were do if the NFL season lasted all year round, we'd be at like 300 at this point. Not even close. More than that, probably. But whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself. Episode 80. Of the Wide Right Podcast, I'm your host, Ryan Honey, as always of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network, coming to you live on a Wednesday evening, about 24 hours until the New York Giants take on the Washington football team in week two of the 2021 NFL regular season. Giants travel to Washington to play this game, their first road game of the year following their week one loss at home to Denver. Now, I don't want people to, I don't want Giant fans to get, the optimistic Giant fan to get ahead of himself when it comes to this game. I understand if there's a team that hasn't given the Giants problems, or Daniel Jones problems for that matter, it's Washington. Okay, Daniel Jones has won eight career games, and four of them have come against Washington. Giants have beat Washington five of the last six times. This is the the division team, the division rival the Giants beat every single year. Most, not every single year. I shouldn't get ahead of myself when I make that point. This is the division rival that, you know, more times than not, the Giants come out on top. And you can't say the same thing in recent years about Philly as well as Dallas. This is usually one of the two guaranteed wins. But I tell you right now, I don't know if that's the case this year. Especially coming off of that week one loss to Denver. Where the offense couldn't consistently execute. And the defense couldn't handle a Teddy Bridgewater-led air attack. Teddy Bridgewater who is, you know, not exactly Patrick Mahomes. He's not exactly Russell Wilson. Or Dak Prescott. Or Jameis Winston, (laughs) as we saw on Sunday. This is Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason he's been on three teams in the last three seasons. This year, Broncos. Last year, Panthers. The year before that, Saints. There's a reason he's going from team to team. It's because he's not extremely consistent or reliable. He's not a legitimate every week starting quarterback in this league. Giants defense couldn't handle the air attack led by that man. So since that's the case, and since the Giants had issues on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball, when many were optimistic heading into the season, thinking this is going to be the Giants' year, I'm not sure if I feel confident sitting here and saying, okay, this Thursday night is a definite, absolute win for a big blow. Because it's not. It's not. Look at the two games last year against Washington. They were close. Both of them. Both required a late game, huge defensive play to seal the deal. 
And the first one over the football team, it was the Tay Crowder scoop and score. That sealed the deal. Then later on in the season when they played him again, it was the late uh, fourth quarter Logan Ryan interception. Not like either game was close. And the year before that, in 2019, Giants needed that touchdown to Caden Smith in overtime. You know, the Chase Young game, remember that? They needed that play, and Daniel Jones would throw five touchdowns to beat Washington that year, too. It's not like the Giants blow out Washington. I get it, they've had their way against them the last couple years, but it hasn't been like 32-6 to every time. It's not a blowout. And it's going to be tough for any sort of. It's going to be tough to conjure up any sort of win Thursday, solely because this is a decent Washington. This is a decent Washington team, and I say decent. I know they were a playoff team in the division winner last year. I say it's a decent team because one, the offense is superb. Excuse me, the defense. The defense is superb, while the offense is a struggle-filled unit. With Ryan Fitzpatrick now hurt and on IR with a hip injury. He's out for at least the next three games. And Taylor Heineke is taking the snaps in his place. So it's a decent Washington team. Not a good offense. Great defense. And it's this team could, you know, if you're a decent team, you got a chance to beat the Giants right now because the Giants aren't a good team right now. They're not. They weren't last year. They weren't the year before that, or the year before that, or the year before that. And right now they're 0-1 with an inconsistent offense and a defense who might have a tough time repeating its strong performance from last year. So as long as you're at least decent, you could have your way against the Giants. And that's what Washington is, decent. The optimistic Giant fan is, oh, it's Washington. This This is the given... This is the shoe-in victory every year. It's not. It's not. It's not a shoe-in victory. This game in the nation's capital Thursday night, well, Landover, Maryland, their stadium is in, is not a shoe-in victory. Washington's better than the Giants. It's true. If the Giants are going to make the playoffs this year, it's probably as a third-place NFC East team. Wild-card team. They're not as good as Washington. This isn't a shoe-in victory. However... There are ways for the Giants to notch their first win of the year. And there's two specific game plans. One on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. I'll start with defense. This defense is going against a backup quarterback. I know Taylor Heineke shocked many in the NFC wildcard game last year against Tampa. And he got the, the little you know, that little contract extension after... Washington wanted him to stick around. It's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. Relax with Taylor Heineke. He is a backup quarterback at best in this league. Why do you think Washington was willing to take a 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick over him after just signing him to a contract extension and after Taylor Heineke impressed against the Super Bowl champ- the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. Because he's a backup at best. And since he's a backup at best, what the Giants need to do is to pressure him. They did not do a good job doing so against Teddy Bridgewater. 
and that's why Teddy Bridgewater was able to have his way all game when facing this secondary. The Giants allowed the Giants let the secondary take all of the heat, all the responsibility. They relied on the secondary fully the entire game. Didn't even seem like they were trying to pressure Bridgewater. Came with three-man rush, four-man rush. Not going to work. Not going to work. You need to pressure Taylor Heineke. If they pressure Taylor Heineke and get in his head from the get-go, he will screw up. He will throw picks. He'll fumble. He'll make mistakes. He'll, he'll, He'll do whatever. If you get in his face, force him to extend the play outside of the pocket, try to throw on the run, try to go off script, he's going to screw up. That's how it works. Especially with a backup quarterback, at best. This team has good skill players. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. I like Antonio Gibson. I like J.D. McKissick as a pass-catching back out of the backfield. Don't let the ball... Oh, Logan Thomas as well, excuse me. One of the better tight ends in this league. Don't let the ball get into the hands of those guys who can make plays. Pressure Taylor Heineke, get in his face, get in his head, force him to make mistakes. That's that's what needs to happen. You cannot rely fully on the secondary to get the job done. You have to rush the passer in this league. Any quarterback, if they have time to operate, which Teddy Bridgewater did on Sunday, any quarterback who has time to operate will find his guys. Because they're pro quarterbacks and they're trained to do so. And as far when you, when there's no pressure and they have time, cornerbacks and defensive backs, they cannot cover their receivers for 10 seconds. It's impossible. These guys are too fast, too agile, too quick, can't do it. Got to pressure Taylor Heineke. That's a given. As far as the offensive side of the ball is concerned, we already have a hint of what we could see from the Giants on Thursday night. According to a tweet, a report rather, from Dan Duggan of The Athletic, he said his biggest takeaway from Joe Judge's opening... um, from Joe Judge's, uh, the opener on Joe Judge's press conference on Tuesday before practice. Duggan's biggest takeaway, quote, don't expect the offense to open it up Thursday. Judge emphasized how Washington football team doesn't allow explosive plays. Said you have to tick, tick, tick down the field. Basically what that means is there's going to be long drives. You know, whether that means running the ball a significant amount, short throws, down the field. Don't do that. Jason Garrett, don't. Don't tick, tick, tick down the field. Don't construct these... I know I say a lot. Long drives keep the offense off the field. Excuse me, the opposing offense off the field. I know I say run the ball, run the ball, open up play action. But that's when the Giants are facing, you know, legitimate starting quarterbacks. With Taylor Heineke, it, it, it won't matter to me if he's on the field for a noteworthy amount of time because it's Taylor Heineke. It's not Patrick Mahomes. And if Patrick Mahomes is on the field for 35 minutes a game, that's an issue. You don't need to run and execute long drives to keep Taylor Heineke off the field. Throw the ball downfield. 
Everybody knocks on Daniel Jones, and I crit- I've criticized Daniel Jones as much as the next guy. But the truth is, I'll admit it, he has a huge arm. He has a massive arm. Have him throw the ball downfield. Design route concepts that get Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, whoever it may be, down the field. If you want to run the ball here and there, that's fine. But do it when it's the right time to do it. You know, don't hit a long pass down the sideline, down the seam or whatever it may be, and then follow that up with a, you know, a zone run up the middle. Keep the tempo going. You know, they hit that long pass in the beginning of the in the beginning of the Denver game to Darius Slayton. Crowd was going nuts. Jones hit a you know hit a strike to Slayton down the sideline. All of a sudden, high tempo, high energy. And then the drive kind of just stalled. And then we went back to the boring drives. Don't do that. Explosive plays. Go de- throw it downfield. Run hurry up offense. Get the guys in space so they can make plays. Every Giants drive has looked the same the last year in a game. It's not creative. It's 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 boring here and there. It's just you can't. Duggan said, "Don't expect the offense to open it up Thursday. They have to. They have to open it up. There's got to be at some point during the tenure of this coaching staff and the tenure of you know Daniel Jones and all these guys where they where they open it up. They can't keep running the same type of offensive game plan. This you know, they, they, these drives can't look the exact same every time, every game." This team was 31st in scoring and yardage last year. Something's got to change. Why not now? I mean, everybody seems like they're desperate for, you know, desperate for things to change, right? This team won 6 games last year. 5 the year before. Excuse me, 4 the year before. 5 the year before that. They're already 0-1. Changes need to be made, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and especially with the play calling. Why not change it right now? Open it up Thursday. Take shots down the field. Pull out all the tricks. You're 0-1. What do you have to lose at this point? Don't tick, tick, tick down the field, please. I'm, I'm, I'm begging. I'm begging. You know, it's not like they need, as I said before, it's not like they need to construct long drives. To keep Taylor Heineke off the field, doesn't have to. That that's not something that needs to happen. I, I get you know the idea of keeping the opposing offense off the field and keeping your defense for. I get that. I understand that. But you know it, it's not like we're talking about Kyler Murray here, where we we have to keep him off the field, or Patrick Mahomes, where we have to keep him off the field, or whoever it may be, Prescott or whoever. Taylor Heineke. You don't need to keep him off the field. It's fine. Long drives. Excuse me. Explosive plays. Throw the ball downfield. Just do it. Pull out all the tricks. Giants Giants fans are begging you, Jason Garrett, to pull out all the tricks this week. And you have the weapons to do it. Jones has a big arm. Shepard's talented. 
Galladay is talented. Kadarius Tony can be talented and a highly versatile option if you just use him. Kadarius Tony was only on the field for five offensive snaps last game. I don't know what that was about. I don't know if he's still going through a ramp-up period. But you have the guys. Use them. So what do we talk about? Explosive plays, rushing the passer. That's what needs to happen on Thursday. Do I think the Giants can win this game? I do. I do think they can win this game. I'm not saying it's a shoo-in victory, because none of them have been. Although they've had their way against Washington in the last couple of years, none of them have been shoo-in victories, as I said earlier. Or at least not all of them have been shoo-in victories. It's not going to be an easy win to, um, Thursday night. But I think the Giants have the potential to win this game and notch their first victory of the year. But they have to rush Taylor Heineke, they have to pressure him, and they have to run explosive plays. It has to be done. Neither of those two concepts were you neither of those two game plans were seemingly utilized against Denver and look what happened. They didn't pressure Teddy Bridgewater, or at least they didn't do a good job of doing it. And they didn't run explosive plays all that often. They didn't throw the ball downfield. And they lost by 14. Essentially by 20. I mean, Daniel Jones' touchdown run at the end, I mean, I mean, I know it counts for the spread and the total, but in reality, they lost by 20 points, basically. Garbage times six points at the end. And the reason they lost, partly because they didn't pressure the quarterback, partly because they didn't throw the ball downfield, run explosive plays. They need to do both this Thursday. Or these fans are not going to be happy. And they're not going to be happy either because they're not going to be on the winning side of the result. <laughs> you know, like it's that's what needs to happen. That's I, that's all I'm going to say. Got to happen. Pressure the quarterback, run explosive plays, and they. I think they should win if they do that. Am I predicting a Giants win? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm not gonna I'm not doing the, the the reverse psychology crap that I usually do. I know that gets old. I, I've already I've already sensed that it's gotten old. Maybe I should have just left that in twenty twenty instead of just doing it now again this year. I did it last week. Um didn't work. Owen one on that. Um I think the Giants could win this game. Realistically. I'm speaking, I'm not no psych nothing. I I'm dead serious I think they can win this game. I think they can you know, I think, obviously, I've said Taylor Heineke isn't a threat. I think they have the, the Giants have the weapons on either side of the ball to execute their game plans. I, I, I think I think they have a better roster than Washington does, at least offensively they do. and not de- Maybe not defensively, but offensively they do. I know that. I think the Giants can win this game. They just have to execute on both sides of the ball. Because they didn't see a lot of that on Sunday against Denver. That's what needs to happen. Got to execute on both sides of the ball. Giants should be 1-1 one one heading into a long break, 10 days before their Week 3 matchup with Atlanta. But, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Didn't want to keep you... Um, didn't want to keep you around for too long. I know I've been dropping episode after episode, which is a good thing. Because I went on a long hiatus. Okay? I know... I know I, I didn't drop an episode for like two months, I think. Now I've dropped like four or five in the last week, I think, I think I've think i done. So that's good. I, I As I've said before, I'm trying to do three a week. The reaction to the previous Giants game, the best bets, which we recorded earlier and dropped earlier today on EliteSportsNY.com as well as all platforms. Um, and then the 
uh, preview of the upcoming Giants game. So we try to do three a week, all season long. Okay, we'll do our best to get all those done. But I'm glad you guys are tuning in. Um, so game tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Giants-Washington on NFL Network or, or on NBC if you're local uh, like myself. But uh, yeah, so 8.20 start. Probably have the reaction episode Friday. Not going to record it Thursday night because it's late. So we'll have that done Friday for you. Um, give us our takeaways and stuff like that and uh, go from there. But without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 80 of the Wider Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey ESNY. That's at Ryan Honey ESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wider Eye Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Wherever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy the game tomorrow. Talk to you all soon.